0: Hi there Isha here and welcome to this episode of The Higher Life where I take concepts that are considered esoteric spiritual and new agey and show you how these can be practical tools to empower your life and when you're living as an empowered human being you are no longer enmeshed in a belief system which has you using your energy to try and maintain a sense of self that is not really authentic and doesn't serve your highest potential. And the education at the Higher Life Academy is all about that. It's helping you to become a truly empowered human being so you can fulfill your greatest potential in this lifetime. And in today's episode, I want to talk about one of the most fundamental and powerful tools to help you achieve that goal. And this is called the self. And the question today I want to explore is, is the self real? So when we say myself, yourself, or we refer to things like self-care, self-love, I'm talking about this self. Now, of course, we have a self that is recognized by other people and that helps us navigate the physical world. You know, that made up of your name, your gender, your physical structure, your race, your culture, all these kind of labels that we, or ways of identifying um, who we are as a self that other people recognize. But what I'm doing today is digging deeper beyond that more obvious self to really ask is the self who you believe yourself to be beyond those more practical identification points, real. And it's such an interesting thing when you stop and you think about this term self-worth, for example. You know, what is the self that you are attaching worth to? Or what is the self that you believe is worthless? It's kind of a hard uh, question to answer because when people try to answer who am I, they often get stuck When they try to move beyond some of the more obvious things about age, about hobbies, about all the things that are very surface. So I think that there's a real reason why it's difficult to actually pinpoint what this self is. Number one is we don't really have much education around understanding who we are beyond those obvious identification points. And I have talked about this in a couple of videos, when we start to look at what our strengths are or what are the kind of energy patterns or archetypes that make up what we know to be our persona or our personality, because we all have a unique persona. When we walk into a room and we meet our friends, our friends know who we are, even if they can't qualify or verbalize it. There's something about our essence nature that they would say, that is Isha, that is how she is. I've been described sometimes like that, intense or warm or wise, um, motherly, caring, considerate. Uh, you know, harsh, direct. There's all these, uh, I guess, adjectives that I've had myself described as, and as I know myself to be, that have a lot to do with how my energy shows up in the world, how I walk into a room, the kind of presence that I have. And when you work with coaches, for example, in the transformational life coaching area, we focus a lot on this, on trying to um, help you understand who you are at that kind of energy archetypal strength level. However, even this is not fixed. And what I mean by that is I can identify with some of my archetypes, which can be um, the spiritual seeker, for example, or the mother. Now, it's an archetype, which means it's a, pattern of, um, it's a pattern of how I show up in the world. So the mother has these nurturing qualities. But even in the way I nurture, I do that in my own unique way. So two people or two women next to each other who both have the mother archetype will manifest that archetype slightly differently. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to find people who actually show up in the world in their personalities or in their persona in exactly the same way. Even identical twins who may look identical absolutely do not show up with identical personalities. So we have this innate uniqueness and it's something that is really quite difficult To conceptualize and at the Higher Life Academy what we do is walk you through a path of um, self-examination or self-contemplation using specific tools that help you get closer and closer to really knowing that innate unique aspect of yourself. But the self that I'm talking about today is more of a tool and what I mean by that is the self is real and it's not we show up as a particular self to meet particular experiences, conditions, or people in our life. And for that moment, that self is real. So for example, if I meet up with my husband, for example, for lunch, I'm showing up as a particular self that is influenced by the fact that we're in an intimate relationship. Um, Maybe there's things going on in our relationship, and that's influencing how I'm showing up. Maybe it's our anniversary and I'm particularly romantic today. I mean, it's just a particular, it's an example of showing how, as I show up in that moment in time to my husband, the self that shows up won't be exactly the same self that will show up two hours later when I pick up my kids from school, or three hours later when I have a coaching session with a client. The self that shows up in those different contexts, it adapts to the situation or the conditions that it's in so this self that i'm talking about even though it shows up through me it is largely influenced or shaped by my personality or my persona my archetypes and my strengths it is still adaptive right to the end it is still adapting to the very specific moment that i'm in and who i'm relating to and what's going on around me so it's really playful this self that we have it's powerfully playful and on some level we're aware of it because we know if we pay any attention to our way of being and how we interact with others, we can see these variances happen all the time. It's a chemistry. We know that when we meet up with certain people, we feel more alive. When we spend time with other people, we can feel defensive. That's chemistry. So the self that is showing up in the defensive interaction and the self that that is showing up in this really alive, excited interaction are still showing up through the same person. So in this way, the self is real, but it's also not. It can dissolve as quickly as you choose to let it dissolve. So if I show up in an interaction and, I, and the self that shows up is highly defensive and I pick up on that and I and contemplate or I'm aware and I think I don't want to create or co-create a conflict situation here, I will catch that defensive self and I will breathe through it potentially I will pay attention to the point where it actually dissolves. And in that dissolution, the self has disappeared. It is no longer real and it makes space for a different version of self to show up, potentially one that might create a better result for myself. And I think that's such a simple way of putting it and shows you how extremely powerful this concept of a self is. It is an independent, unique self and it is something that we have absolute power over. When you are fully aware of the playful, powerful nature, but also the agile, untrue or false aspects of this self, you can see that it's easy for you to actually navigate the world and the conditions and the people that you meet in a supremely powerful way. This self never, ever, ever has to be tripped up. If you learn to master this self as a tool in your life, as a way of Um, creatively controlling the kind of experiences that you have in yourself and in other people, you become a true masterful human being. And actually at the Higher Life Academy, this is the end game. The end result is that you master this aspect of yourself, that you are so grounded in your authenticity and eternal nature that you can dance with whatever self shows up and know how to choose or I guess, support the selves that actually create good results in your life and quickly dissolve the ones that are going to cause you trouble. And the ones that are going to cause you trouble are known as triggered selves. That is, they often are triggered by conditions or by people or by emotions that um, create some kind of insecurity in our physical, emotional, psychological system. And a triggered self, it pops up super quickly. You know, how many times have you been in a conversation, particularly with a family member or somebody close to you and you suddenly notice how defensive you've become or how fearful or avoidance you wanna just withdraw? That is a clear example of a triggered self. It is a real self in that it is showing up and wanting to engage, that's what makes it real. But the minute you catch it and say, no, this is not the self that I want, to show up for me in this moment in time, and you allow yourself to breathe through the sensation, the urge, because it's always an urge to engage, usually for conflict. Um, If you can breathe through that and learn the techniques, it actually dissolves on its own. And suddenly it makes space for you to choose a different self that you can consciously bring up who can play a better role and get a better result for you in that interaction and all the work that is being done in the world of psychology around relationships and understanding how we are relational in nature and how triggered cells are often created and triggered within relationships you can see that we are moving into new territory as human beings we're learning true empowerment which is how we can maintain our sense of self our authentic self in all types of relationships, within all types of conditions, no matter how tough it can get in your day-to-day life, you're no longer triggered by those situations. So you actually can live in a very confident um, a confident way, but with lots of ease, it becomes very effortless to be in life because you don't have to control the conditions anymore because you don't fear that the self that shows up is gonna create chaos for you. So to be skilled in this way, it takes a commitment to actually contemplating, who am I? To really come to to understand how this self works in our lives and how we've often become fixated or fixed into a certain sense of self that either has been projected onto us as we were growing up, or it's one that we cultivated because it helped us get a good result back when we were young, i.e. it got reward or recognition or achieve some sort of success in the material world that felt good. And what we want is more of that. So we just hold on to that self that got it and we just control all of our environment and our conditions to make sure that that self stays alive. And that is very exhausting and the true source of most of our fatigue and unwellness on the planet, it is a poor use of our energy. And at the end of the day, an empowered human being uses their energy correctly when you're able to have a very agile sense of self, you're not attached to any particular self over another and you know how to quickly dissolve those troublesome selves and replace them with a more powerful self, then you're no longer at the mercy of life. Now, I feel this is such a powerful tool, but it's one that you really have to spend time contemplating and putting into practice in your life. If this is something that you want to learn to do uh, more effectively, then I suggest check out our courses at the Higher Life Academy, particularly The Empowered Way, where I set you up for six success along the path of personal transformation. And the key part of that is really teaching you how to identify uh, who you really are, how to know your authentic self and also this more agile, playful self as a tool in your life working towards your highest potential which is to be a truly empowered human being so until next time take care and love life